Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a great day. I think you're all having a great day because it's the first Thursday of the month, which means there's a new episode of the Redheads out. Redheads is for the early birds. We drop around 7 a.m. So I'm sure all of you are already caught up. And it's a Fire Flames episode because we read a Fire Flames book. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. That'll do it. And I'm just feeling so hashtag proud of my hashtag passion project. Hashtag the first Thursday of the month greater than the first Monday in May. Hashtag facts. Hashtag truth serum. (laughs) Um, Hope everyone had a wonderful hump day. We're on the latter half of the week. So congratulations to you and everyone around you for making it. Your loved ones, friends, family, colleagues, (laughs) esteemed alumni. Because even though we're all so different, we are all operating on the same day of the week. Isn't that interesting to think about? It's kind of like the great equalizer. It's Thursday for everyone. They say that even though some people like don't work a typical Monday through Friday. Some people work weekends. Some people work like Tuesday to Sunday, you know? But you're right. Like some people say that the that death is the great equalizer. And while I do, I hear that. I hear death and I raise you day of the week. Day of the week. We're all just trying to get through a Thursday. And we have that in common, if nothing else. And, and honestly, suddenly, since you've made that realization, I feel more connected to mankind. Sorry, womankind. <laughs> I feel Patriarchy. more connected to womankind too. To <laughs> I couldn't, I can't even say it. No, I, feel, I do feel connected to womankind today. Yeah, and you know what? You know what else I feel like connected to manholes. Why? Because you know you can't say manhole anymore. What? Because it's like a gendered term. But it's like a negative term. So why do we even want one? Yeah, no, like give it to the man. It's gross. Yeah, have it. Yeah, no, that's. So what is it called now? Person hole. The thing is, I don't know what a manhole is. It's you know the hole in the street and the men go down and they fix the sewage system so women you want to do that no you want to do it jackie don't ignore the women who work in sewage like they're strong and powerful people that's true so they maybe, are strong so maybe for them it's like i'm getting my ass in this all and all this duty <sighs> only to have the word be manhole you know what i, I stand, see it i stand corrected i see it if that is the case they're making case closed case closed manhole canceled so what is it? Person hole? I don't know. Maybe just like a new word like blilu. But we have human hole? But then I don't it know. sounds like an orifice. It sounds like sexual. Glory hole. That's what they should call it. <laughs> um, let's talk about what you're wearing today. Your today is a Cleveland Day type of sweatshirt. Yeah, so I'm just in a sweatshirt state of mine ever since like I popped off with a look on Tuesday with my tracksuit and I was comfortable and it looked cute. So now I'm just like cycling through my sweatshirts once again. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about me. If I like something, I'll do it every day until I die. And that's why I'm wearing my sweatshirt. I love this today's a Cleveland Day sweatshirt. It was a gift. At one of your shows, and I'm so grateful to have received it. And I don't even know if I'll need Cleveland days anymore. I feel like that's something I can make peace with now that behind you. Now that I'm living in a peaceful environment, but of course I'll keep the sweatshirt to remind me of where I came from. Of course. Um, but actually, you know what? I'm sure there are bad days in Florida. I'm sure there are. Hundred percent. It's probably just like a different sort of bad day. That's kind of the great equalizer. Everyone has bad days. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. That's so true, which reminds me of last night's episode of Breaking Bread, which was so much fun. Thank you to everyone who joined and got with our time change. Next week on Wednesday, we're going, sticking with the uh, time that we changed to this week because we support Mamas, 5 p.m. Eastern time. It is the season finale of Breaking Bread. Yeah, people are- They're upset. Devastated. They're, you know, going on strike because- They're forlorn. They're forlorn, but eight episodes- Eighth is next week. Isn't that crazy? That really flew by. It did fly by. Bruno is mounting Theo right now. Um, it's a little cousin loving. You know what I find 
funny, humorous. Mm-hmm. It's like Bruno and Theo like can't be bothered with each other. Like they're kind of like, they're not like enemies, but they're just not like best friends. They're kind of rivals. Yeah. So like they don't fuck with each other. And now we're recording premium audio and they start to want to like play and growl. Like shut the fuck up, you two. Okay. Shut the fuck up. That they're so damn cute. So damn cute. So we apologize for any, you know, sickening audio you guys might be getting. Also yesterday, um, we made progress in our journey to 100K YouTube subscribers. Okay. And today, I think it had a lot to do with, with us singling out the Sarahs. So today, I think until we reach 100K, we have to single out one a name. name. And I, today I'm going to choose because okay. we chose Sarah yesterday. Please keep it like super common, of course. biblical. Of course. Today, the Rachels. Okay, by the way, I was literally going to suggest Rachel too. Rachel, if your name is Rachel, hi. And you listen to YouTube or podcast. And you're listening right now and your name is Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey, how girly. are you? I hope you're having an amazing day. It's Thursday, so how bad could it be? Now that we got that out of the way. Please head over to YouTube and subscribe from all of your Gmail accounts. Yeah, Rachel's yesterday's and the Sarah's showed up and showed out. Our analytics said 816 new subscribers yesterday. Like Sarah's check. Rachel's you're on deck and maybe we'll make it a competition. Like who who should win? Is it going to be the Sarah's, the Rachel's, the Rebecca's or the Leah's? I'm sticking with the biblical theme. No, but then there are a lot of names and it's also funny because it's you have to think of common names for the toasters. So it really makes you think of like names people were named back in the 90s because yeah. that's really our demo. Amanda, Marissa. Yeah. Samantha. Samantha. Well, today we're going with Rachel. Emily. Emily. It's Emma. like we're not going to do the Avas today because that's a 2020 name and we don't have two-year-olds listening to the show. Or maybe not, we not do. Yet. Not yet. Some people listen with their moms. Right. So, Rachel's, today's your day. Show yourself. You want you want to get organized. You want to get on YouTube. Make a Gmail if you don't have one already and subscribe to this motherfucking show. Okay? Thank you, Rachel. Thank we you, love Rachel. you. Wait, thanks a lot, Rachel. Thanks a lot. Totally. The Rachel My charge is not charging to my iPad. And it's got all used to your iPad instead of mine. mine. <laughs> I hope you're happy because I've told mom. <laughs> that girl's iconic. Iconic. And everyone like pretends to be her. Oh, I was just going to say like there's a like a thing on TikTok where people cosplay being like, remember this viral video from 15 years ago? And it's like, Charlie bit my finger. It's like all these classic ones that we grew up with. And they're like, that's me all grown up. Like, no, it's not. I don't think it's them cosplaying. I think it's them fucking lying. You know, trying to get be deceptive and get like followers. Yeah, because everybody's looking for, you know, that moment. Irish camper who went off on Rachel for using her charger. And... When you say, like, this was me, I'm like, oh, I'm interested in you, but not if you're a liar. Yeah, people are also constantly looking for, I'm in me mom's car. Vroom, vroom. vroom. Get out in me car. <laughs> so there's a lot of iconic internet celebrities out there. Just be careful who you follow. Like, Just, don't don't get tricked. No. Do don't, not. Don't do it. Um, so it's Thursday. We've got a great show. Um, usually, what would we recap today? Oh, Beverly Hills. I'm so behind. So behind, but I did get my TV installed in my bedroom today, so we're one step closer. But I'm just loving reading, and I have read now, I think it's four or five five-star books in a row. So I am on a roll. It started with Tom Segura. Mm -hmm. Then I went to Hotel Nantucket, then A Flicker in the Dark, and then Carrie White uppercut I finished it last night and the whole time I was reading it, I was like this is really good but it's gonna be four stars for me because it's kind of hard it's not like my personal favorite era mm-hmm. and that's just on me but then by the end I was like this was a fucking fantastic memoir it is a five-star memoir Love and that. if you're are you okay I know it's like really boring <laughs> wait what did you I say so bored okay like I told you before the show like I'm having stomach issues okay. so if you could just like <laughs> let me be silent in peace and not like call me out I'm happy for you like keep going I said I love that What's wrong with that? And I also found out that they're making better. That's how you, that's like what's going on in the inside. They're making, and I told you this part last night, they're making a movie out of her book. That's how good it is. And Julia Fox is playing Carrie White. Cool. I'm like over Julia Fox completely. I was never under her, honestly. Yeah, no, you were never. But if she wants to do a great job in a movie, I support that. 100%. But the fact that Julia Fox is cast in it makes me think it's like um like an indie like student film. You know what I mean? Like not a big budget Hollywood moment. I don't know. I feel like she's becoming, well, she hasn't done anything since Kanye yet, but she was up for the Madonna movie. Like that's what we heard. Yeah. I don't know if that was like actually. Who got the part? Julia Garner? Mm-hmm. Darn. Yeah. Um. No, she hasn't really done much. And is she an actress? I thought she was like an artist. 
I think her uh, umbrella of art covers a lot of categories, including actress. She was in Uncut Gems. Right. No, actually, I can relate to that, like being an artist with many talents. You know, yeah, that I realize like, me and Julia have that in common. Someone being like, is she a podcaster? I thought she was a comedian. Oh, is she a uh, podcaster? I thought she was an author. Yeah. Oh, is she a comedian? I thought she was a singer. Right. She is. Right. All of the above. So the book was great. If you're into a celebrity memoir, I actually highly recommend it. And then next I'm going to read, I think, Every Summer After because oh, I haven't enjoy. read it yet. Enjoy. Enjoy. I can't wait. And I'm excited to read like a short, sweet book, not one that takes me like so many days to finish. No, yeah. No, it's like fun and light and like it sticks with you. I'm like obsessed with it. I always think about it. Also, wait. ever since I've designated my pumping time to be my reading time, that's like four times a day, 30 minutes a day. That's like good reading time. And now I'm getting through books and I'm really happy about that. I cannot believe we've been sitting here for nine minutes without mentioning the fact that like last night we broke the internet. Oh my God. I f- cannot believe like we should start. This I was like over. going through my night and so I was going from reading and I, but we should start over. Um, Scratch that. Three, two, two one. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back. Theo and Bruno, shut the fuck up. Seriously. Like you're both bothering me. We're doing a fucking work. Thank you, Bruno. Come to your mommy. Okay. So let's talk about last night. Yeah. Last night I'm sitting on the couch. We just ate dinner. You just left Olivia's house. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the couch, like scrolling Instagram, and I get a notification. Emily Jackson is live with Rach Parcell. I'm like, oh man, let me see what my favorite girlies are up to. I just joined. I didn't comment or anything because like I was being a stalker. I was like lurking like a freak. You were a lay person. Yeah. And then um, Emily was in LA with Amy and Amy was like, oh my God, girl with no job joined. I'm like, oh my God, fuck, how do they know? Like I was really just trying to lurk. But I guess like when you have so many followers, (laughs) it just comes up as a notification. So they invited me up on the live. I was on the live with Emily, Amy and Rach Parcell. And it was honestly like overwhelming. I, I felt like, like there was too many things on my mind for me to even like, I wanted to like ask them so many questions, but then also like be funny and like. It's hard. It's, it was so hard. It was honestly like doing a show. Like I felt exhausted afterwards. I went to bed right after. Um, and then I made Olivia call Jackie and tell her, get her ass on Instagram live. Then Jackie joined the live. Rach had to leave in order to make space for Jackie, like which was particularly sad, but Rach stayed on the whole time, like commenting and like being a part of the conversation. Um, and it was really kind of the best night of my life. Can't lie. I feel so close to the sister Scala now. Yeah. And I'm just obsessed. I'm just obsessed. And I can't wait to have them on the toast whenever like it all works out. We're in Utah, they're in Florida, we're in New York, whatever yeah. it is. I can't fucking wait. Um, it was just a joy. And they say like never go live with your heroes. Mm-hmm. They do say that. But they're lying. They're do 100% it. lying. And we like, I think we're successful in convincing Sister Scala to start a podcast. At TNN. Right. Which A, like, you know, is a win for the podcasting industry and obviously is like a win for us. Um, but I think it's also a win for humanity because a Sister Scala podcast sounds amazing. You know who it's a win for? Beautiful women. Womankind. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you did that. It is. Back. No, it's, um, it's a win for women who are actually beautiful. Um, women who shouldn't have put those shoes back on the rack because they were unqualified to do so. Yeah, that was special. That was special. So I'm just kind of like riding that high ever since then. Yeah. It's hard to like come on the show and do the show like knowing that like last night we were live with the Sister Scala and it's like now we're just here with each other. Yeah, no, like. <laughs> Big just, yikes. Just like, yeah, like it's just, it's just not the same. It's not like, it's not doing it for me if it's I'm being completely honest. It's not the honest. same as like when we're talking live with Sister Amy, Scala. Emily, Rach in the comments. No, I know. It was, um, yeah, so this is great. <laughs> Having so much fun here. <laughs> Love the show. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Should we call them? Literally. We got their <laughs> phone numbers. Like, we're literally not okay. But you know what's nice? And this is how I felt like with Shannon Ford. Like, when you meet someone that, like, you, like, are obsessed with, but there's, like, a mutual obsession. Like, yeah. with Shannon, I feel like I held back at first because, like, the way I became, like, weirdly, instantly, like, in <laughs> love with Shannon. Like, everything she did, I was like, oh, swipe up. Where's that from? Like, I was being yeah. a freak. But then when she came on the podcast, she's like, no, you don't understand. Like, don't hold back because, like, I feel the same way. So there was comfort in knowing, like, we were like-minded, you know? Yeah. And with Sister Scala, I really do believe, like, there's a mutual adoration and obsession with one another, which makes me feel, like, a little bit better. Yeah. No, definitely. But do you ever feel like you get really obsessed with an influencer sometimes and then, like... Five minutes later, you don't care? Yeah. Yeah. And we've been so obsessed with Rage and the Gals for so long and it never falls. It only gets stronger. 100%. 100%. It's like a, it's like a, <laughs> do you know what I'm going to say? It's like a good fart. It strengthens and lingers. 
<laughs> Rach would hate that. Rach would hate that. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Now that I follow Rach on TikTok, like. I heard Rach is doing things on TikTok. I like really feel like I know her better. Like she's kind of crazy. What does she do? She's just like not what you think. Cause like you see her feed and I think what you know about her if you're not like a Rach stan like us is like she's really polished. Like her life looks perfect. But she's like really not like that. She's like hysterical. And she's also like kind of whack. Like I'm just <laughs> that's I think like what the initial draw was obviously like the beauty of like the, all their houses and like their outfits and everything. But I think the real why we stay is like there's chaotic energy there for sure. Oh, I love that. But I also love the sisterhood. Yeah, of course. Like I feel like they're just as close as us. They all work together and like have the same sort of thing going on, mm-hmm. which you don't see so often. Yeah. And then like before you got there, we were discussing like who's the who, you know? Of our, like, us Of our them. family compared to them. Okay. And, like, just in, 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 like, age order, you're the Rach, I'm the Meg. But obviously I said, like, I feel definitely like a Rach, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm an Emily. I feel like you're an Emily, too, just because, like, you really have your shit together. Yeah, but so does Rach. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But, like, I just, I don't know. But I think- and no matter how you slice it, Amy is the snitch. Amy is the <laughs> snitch. And to be honest, like... I don't think there's like a bad sister, you know, to choose. It's like not like, oh, nobody wants to be like the Emily. Like nobody feels that way. Like I I would be happy with anyone, honestly. Me too. Yeah, but snitch vibes, 100%. 100%. So that was what we did last night. Just like we're big fat losers um, on Instagram. (laughs) And that's good because that is what we are. Yeah. At least we're consistent. Embrace it. Embrace. As they say, live your truth. Truths were lived. Truths are meant to be lived. That is such a good point. Canva Pro. We've got a great show for you guys today. Five, well, how would you describe the stories? I would describe them as interesting, nothing too big or too small. I would say five equal stories of interest and will spark interesting dialogue. I am constantly looking for stories that are sparking interesting dialogue. So I believe without further ado, without further. Oh, wait, sorry. No, sorry. (laughs) So tomorrow's Friday, Mm. general on sale for my shows. We've got. Okay, just listen. I know everyone's like sick and tired. Go? Pre-sale went like amazing. So I'm like kind of quaking for people who weren't a part of the pre-sale. It's Are like, there still meet and greets left? Oh, no. There's oh. like barely seats left, you know? <gasps> I yeah. mean, that's like a good problem. Of course, have. no, I'm not complaining. But like I could see people being like, it's not fair. And it's not fair. But you know what else isn't fair? Life. So we've got uh, Birmingham. There's about two seats left. <laughs> we have Charlotte. We have Durham, North Carolina. Huntington, Long Island. Portland, Oregon. Seattle, Washington, West Hampton, New York, Red Bank, New Jersey, uh, New Haven, Connecticut. I think it's like 11 or 12 shows going for sale tomorrow. Pre-sale was yesterday. Thank you to all the patrons who got what they needed to get. get. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. local time. You can check my Instagram and website for all the information. These are the last shows of this tour of this year. This material will die afterwards. Don't let it. Don't let it because it's... You go to Utah. No, I know. There's like power. S- the scholars is supposed to see it. No, that's fair. But like, there are about seven Salt Lake City toasters. Like, and four of them are the scholars, right? So, um, I just don't think like I'd end up losing money on my flights. You know? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Maybe if they're like, if the Utah toasters like, if there are more of them, they want to kind of unionize and make themselves known. Because like, I, basically, people are like, how do you choose? Like, what cities? Like the data. I'm like, no. I literally looked at my messages and like, I get a vibe of where I need to go and like. I was right. Like Nashville tickets sold amazing. Charlotte tickets sold amazing. Like I know. So either there are no toasters in Utah or they haven't like galvanized yet. Got it. Okay. Galvanize. Do it. Organize. Yeah. Petition because I would love to go to Utah. Same. Um, I mean, and accompany Claudia. on the end Any leg. excuse. Any excuse to go to Utah. Okay. So now without further ado, do, 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 here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <sighs> Today's episode is brought to you by Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a leader in the clean beauty industry with the collective mission to get safer products into the hands of everyone. They believe that beauty should be good for you. This is why they created a variety of clean skincare and beauty products such as the Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer. Their daily makeup meets skincare tinted moisturizer with SPF 20 provides sheer lightweight coverage for a dewy luminous finish. It helps achieve even looking skin tones and it protects against sun so the sun's damaging rays. They offer an Allbright skincare line, which contains their best-selling Allbright vitamin C serum, triple acid AHA toner, and Allbright facial oil. This line supports an even skin tone, helps improve the appearance of dark spots, and it brightens your skin. Another one of their best-selling products is their obsessively clean mascara, which achieves ultimate lift, length, and volume without potentially harmful ingredients. 
Best of all is the countersun daily shear defense for face and body with SPF 25. It guards against the sun's damaging rays with SPF 25 facial sunscreen formulated with non-nano zinc oxide. It provides a broad spectrum against UVA and UVB rays. Right now, they're offering 30% off your first order in case you need another reason to switch to a clean routine. Um, clean makeup is obviously like premium for a multitude of reasons, but the tinted moisturizer from Beauty Counter like is that bitch, has always been that bitch and will forever be that bitch. I love a good tinted moisturizer, but I have a really hard time finding ones that aren't oily or like totally dry. Um, and I really like the Beauty Counter one. In addition to the mascara, they have a lot of great products. So if you want to use code TOAST to save 30% off your first order at Beauty Counter, that's 30% off your first order code toast at beauty counter today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. how well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life well that's how our brains work so why don't we treat them that way Taking care of your mind, your body, your spirit is really important. Therapy is a great way to do that. And BetterHelp is a really accessible, easy way to get access to affordable mental health care. BetterHelp is online therapy. It offers uh, video sessions, phone sessions, even live chat therapy sessions. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You don't have to wait in an uncomfortable waiting room. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So you can just get started immediately. If you're not connecting with your therapist, which is really common, you can hop around a little bit before you get comfortable, which is also really common. And it's just an important thing to do. Take care of yourself. And our listeners are getting 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash toast. That's better H-E-L-P.com. Dot com slash toast. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. What can I say except you're, you're welcome. welcome. Okay. Our first story, Adele and Rich Paul have moved in together mm. and Daily Mail has all of the financial details of that you need to know. Of course they do. Daily Mail is saying, this is Daily Mail, no wonder Adele needs to make her Vegas gig work. The singer has taken out a huge $38 million mortgage on her new $58 million LA home she'll share with which Paul with Rich Paul, saddling her with monthly payments of more than $200,000 a month. Jesus. But she'll soon be earning a million dollars a night in Vegas. You know what I find so interesting? And I feel like I come back to this a lot. Do you remember like years ago when Chrissy Teigen did a Q&A on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Like what are like logistics of fame that you guys are curious about? And somebody had asked her about like mortgages. And I just assumed like if a celebrity bought a $58 million house, like she just put down $58 million. Right, like Adele is worth $183 million. So she could 58. buy a house outright with that money. Right. So, but then Chrissy Teigen was like, no, actually like the same way, like a lay person would get a mortgage. We do it too. But obviously the numbers are just higher. And I just had never really thought that like celebrities got mortgages. So I found that interesting. And now that I know that this doesn't surprise me that right. much. But at first when I read this headline, like Daily Mail is making me like worried over Adele's finances because $200,000 a month is a lot because it's the property taxes plus the mortgage payments plus interest rates are now at 5%. Mm-hmm. But they do have this panel in the article called why the mega rich take out a home loan rather than pay outright and basically uh the investor feels that what they're paying on the mortgage is less than what they can do with that money by investing right 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 so by her keeping on hold on that 38 million million she'll put it to work for herself you know rich people like never use their own money yeah it's so interesting. Gotta start doing that. I'm also, so sick of using my own money. It's like sick. It's enough already. It's disgusting. It's just so unnecessary. The house that she bought was bought from Sylvester Stallone, and he initially listed it for 110 million, dropped it. To oh, 80, she got a deal. Dropped it to 85 million, then dropped it to 58 million. It's huge, and the backyard is just like everything gorgeous. Yeah, you're ever hoping to see on an episode of the Kardashians, and like it's really cool. But like it's literally a house for three people. Like no, her, I know. Rich, uh, does Rich have kids? Not that I know of, but and her I, kids. So. It's a huge house. It's like obviously I'm jealous, so that's why I'm saying this. But like, it seems like a little, like a lot, you know, a lot. Yeah, yeah, like a little overboard. But you know what? Like, I can't lie. If that was me, like, and I had three people living in my house, me, Ben, and Theo, like, I'd get a house bigger. Like, that's bigger with a bigger yard for Theo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. I find the the intricacies of like being rich and famous really interesting and it's just cool. You know, know what else is a great equalizer? Mortgages. Mm. So how many shows is she doing in Vegas? I thought it was like a weekend. No. Is it like an official residency? It's not an official residency like, you know, Wayne Newton. Right. But it's more than Travis Scott. Got it. Got it. They're just calling everything a residency these days. So it's hard to know like who's Donnie and Marie Mm -hmm. and who's, you know, Kelly Clarkson scheduling five shows and never doing them because of COVID. Yeah, we'll never we're forget. We're not still Kelly. upset. Like, we won't forget. And we're not upset, you know? Like, I never got my money back from Ticketmaster, but like, we are not upset. 
Yeah, I'll never get back like the excitement that right. I put forth towards it. You know, all of the memories I was going to make. I'll never get those back. Or and- my Delta uh, flight. Right. Because that was, just- bef- that was before COVID like officially started. So they were like not being generous yet. No, and like everything is just credit. And it's like, well, I don't want to fly your disgusting airline <laughs> anyway. Right. So what do I do with this credit? Right. So give me my money back when. And then the credits expire in two years. I'm like, are you going to make it better in two years? Right. What What will be different in two years? Will there even be a flight for me to book? Not to make, you know, Adele's new house about us. But even if there is a flight for me to book for somewhere to go, are you going to cancel it? And then I have a, another credit. Right. No, the credits, it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Like, do better. Do educate yourselves. These airlines are honestly like an embarrassment. So uneducated. They're an embarrassment to the country. I completely agree. And they're so uneducated. hundred percent. Also, we didn't talk about um, Spirit Airlines and JetBlue merging. So, I mean, it feels like loser on loser merge. No, it's but not. I watched TPG's episode of The Toast where he explained that this is good for the customer. I said the same thing to Brian. I'm like, what? Who cares if two losery ass companies like get together to create one, you know, loser conglomerate? <laughs> And he was like, it's not like that at all. Like you have to understand like why JetBlue sucks is because like they're not a big enough company yet to have this whole fleet of airlines. And that only happens when you get acquired or you merge with someone. So when he explained it, I was like, oh, I'm actually really here. He said, it'll make Spirit better and JetBlue better. So I was like, oh, maybe I am here for this merger. Um, I'm here for what he explained. But I'm extremely trepidatious because nothing in the airline industry is getting better. Right. You know, things are only getting Maybe things have to get worse worse before they get better. And if you guys are interested at all in like travel, listen to the most recent episode of The Morning Toast with Brian Kelly when he filled in for Jackie one day, like a couple weeks ago. Um, It was really um, eye-opening because at first I was like, literally loser on loser crime. Who fucking cares? And he was like, you should. Yeah, and I just assume like whatever is moderately good about JetBlue will be like taken down by spirit. Um, But it sounds like, no, so I'm optimistic, sure. But it's like if Delta can't get its shit together, United American. Like, why are these two losers no going to be the spirit. ones to save us? <laughs> right, right, right. How you never is know. Spirit Airlines going to be the ones to save us? We love an underdog story. Like, maybe maybe this is how it all ends. Here's the thing. I, I want nothing more. I know. I want nothing more for someone to come in and show the airline industry how it should be done. Mm-hmm. But I'm a realist, yeah. unfortunately. No, it's, and that's my cross to bear. It's super important to be based in reality. I really believe that. Yeah. But you, I mean, yeah. It is, but there's also, it's important for some people out there to be idealists. That's how, you know, dreams get accomplished. Look at Elon. No, that's true. But I don't think like Elon is a, what'd you call him? An ide- idealist. No, because like Elon is like smart and like in like in science, like you have to be the best. You can't just have like big dreams, yeah, you know? You have to be like practical. It's merit based. Yes, yes. Whereas like, yes, okay, Hollywood, like not everyone in Hollywood right now is the greatest actors and actresses of all time. They're just like the ones who got lucky, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily merit based. Yeah. Yeah, that's something else. Right. Other than being real. But sure. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Are you ready for our next story, which is something that we talked about on Breaking Bread last night that was so much fun that we actually need to talk about it on this show too. Selena and Chef. Selena and Chef season four is dropping. And where was this season filmed? The House from Hannah Montana season four in Malibu. Also known as Hannah Montana Forever. Hannah Montana Forever's house that's gorgeous beachfront that if you see a picture of the house you can hear the house say ooh oh, yeah 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 wait the house was also previously on Featured on HBO's Big Little Lies as the home of Reese Witherspoon's character. Wait, which how did is, I miss that? Probably because that show was like filmed in a different, like in a filter. You know, no, but also like let's be real on on Hannah Montana. They never showed the house. They had the one still image, yeah. that they used every single time, like from the outside, like and a little bit to the side. So I don't think we actually even know what that house really looks like. But we'll know on Selena and Chef. Yeah. Oh wow, wow, wow! What an iconic house! Adele should have bought that house. And what about the house that she grew up in—the regular house on the beach, the first one, the first one? Yeah. Did that house ever get famous? That felt like a set because they would only really hold on. No, they did the same exact thing as they did with the the mountain. They did a zoom out because I feel like they only showed the porch. No, they would show the back of the house, like with the beach. Okay. She yeah. always lived on the beach. You know, she was a spoiled brat. Um, <laughs> and she, she was, was a- extremely privileged. And she, like, it's literally like Nepo baby. Nepotism at its finest. Her dad was Billy Ray Stewart or but whatever. she was also, like, working in the bread earner in her family. The breadwinner. Mm, not really. Like, she 
was working and making money, but like she came from an extreme, not us literally canceling Anna Montana. She came from like an extremely privileged background. Like she wouldn't have gotten the opportunities that she got if it weren't for her dad, Billy Ray Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes you think, you know, about nepotism. Yeah, she's definitely a nepo baby, but not without talent. I think that's just what you were saying. Like, it's definitely luck and a little bit of merit. Yeah. And I'm not saying that she's not good. I'm just saying, like, what about, you know, all the doors that were opened for her? Yeah. And doors that weren't open for others. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a conversation, a piece of the conversation that's missing when dissecting Hannah Montana, <laughs> how she should be canceled right now. And kind of, you know what? Let me take it even further. Miley Cyrus in general. Because it was based on truth, you know? Her dad is Billy Ray. I guess I'm confused. His, Bobby, Bobby Ray. Um, Doors open for Miley and her brother Trace. Um, And the sister. Right. And I just think, you know, nepotism is disgusting. Damn. No, I say all the time. Like, when actually when it comes to nepotism, like, I don't have a, I don't have a blanket feeling about nepotism, whether it's like good or bad, I don't care. It's like, tell me who we're talking about and I'll tell you if I don't like nepotism. But I'll tell you why that is for you because whoever we're talking about, it's like, do they have talent? Are they worthy, you know, or are they just where they are because of Right, let's throw out some popular nepotism. Well, people are talking about this now because Haley Bieber and Gwyneth Paltrow did a YouTube video together where like, Haley was just basically like, what do you say to that? Because like, I get it all the time too. Um, and Gwyneth was like, I mean, I, it was just a classic answer. She was, and Gwyneth is a queen. Like Gwyneth could literally fart in my mouth and it'd be like genius. She said, you know, of course we have to acknowledge like you, doors open for you much bigger and faster. The access you get is very real. And then once you get in the door, like you have to work 10 times harder than everyone else, like to prove yourself and everyone like rolled their eyes. But that's what she said. And Haley was like, no, I totally agree. I do you agree with that? I think, yeah, doors open, but then, like, once you're in the door, like, you need to perform. Yeah. And, and it's, for real, like, and I... for someone like Gwyneth, like, she is talented. She's right. Gwyneth because of her, like, yes, maybe the first role, or maybe she had an easier time getting to where she is, but, like, she's there. She won an Oscar. Like, I agree. Gwyneth is, like... Is talented. Is talented. But I just think, like, I think a good example is Dakota Johnson. Like, because she became the face of a billion-dollar movie franchise without ever having acted in her motherfucking life. Like, I had never heard of her until she got cast in Fifty Shades. And I happen to really like Dakota Johnson. Like, I think she's hilarious. I, I actually like a lot of her work. But, like, by no means is the career that she has, like, is she even remotely deserving of. Ooh. Like, that's just... And that's on being honest, you know? Mm. Yeah. And it, But it doesn't bother me. Like, some of it still... Like, some people's, like, irks me. Dakota doesn't bother me because, honestly, she's fucking funny. And... Like, I just, I like her. Oh, that's Do you so ever interesting see the Vogue? that you like her. Do you ever see the Vogue thing about the limes? No. So she did 73 questions and they like go into her kitchen and she's like playing with like this bowl of limes. And she's like, I just love limes. Like, they're my favorite. Like, I just love them. And it was like such a <laughs> random thing to say. And then like it came out a few years later, like she's actually allergic to limes. And they were like, she was like, I was just trying to be sarcastic because like they put this fake bowl of limes, like they set, they staged my kitchen and it was so fucking weird. So I was like, I love limes. That's so funny. I know she's funny. Like I'm telling you, she has like a really good personality. And so I actually really like her, but her career is like beyond for someone who has like no experience. Yeah. And that's on just the truth. Like I feel that. Yeah. Anyways, back to Selena and Chef. Um, back to canceling Hannah Montana. Back to canceling Hannah. I'm glad that the house is like getting recognition and that Selena, I think we should watch her show since we're obsessed with her. No, I also, know. she was spotted on a yacht like with a man. Oh, let's talk about that. Does she have a man's? You yes. sent me a picture. Um, paparazzi pics, Italy, jumping off a boat, like so typical celeb um, with this man who honestly like wasn't that cute, but he was like handsome enough um, and he's a film producer and they looked they looked to be like romantically like linked yeah it's not what i it's not what i expected for selena honestly i'm happy for her though and part of me is like oh i wish it was you know someone we knew and like we could get excited but that's literally what we said like she should have businessman bow and that's really the only downside to a businessman bow is like we can't get excited no to be honest like the selection i'm fine with like i'm just like a deeply shallow and superficial person like selena is like top 10 most beautiful women in Hollywood. And like, I just didn't think the guy was that cute. Oh, let me but I'm up. just like a shallow person. Like maybe he has an amazing personality. Like maybe he's mm. kind, generous, caring, loyal, funny. But I don't know that. All I know is a picture that I saw where I didn't think he was that cute. Okay, I'm looking. There's literally He looks not. like so European You looking. can't even see a picture of his face. Wait, no. Tap his Instagram. And then oh. the picture tagged his Instagram. Oh, What's his oh, name? Oh, Tell oh. us his name. Andrea. Andrea what? Irvolino. So Italian. 
Maybe it's not Wait, like I a, think he's so cute. Mm, I think he's cute. But like not that cover cute. of Forbes. No, it's good. It's Italy. Good. But he's this it, is everything you could want for her. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's just like I wish he was like a little cuter. Like I don't think Here that's he so is crazy with the to say. Pope? <gasps> not the Pope. The Pope. Is Selena Catholic? Because that would mean a lot to her. Yeah, I'm sure it was that picture. I know this is like a really obvious statement, but like the Pope is such a Look big at deal. Him on the left. That's handsome. Oh, that's a cute picture. Yeah, the picture the I saw. That's an old picture. Deal. The Pope is a big yeah, deal. Yeah, the Pope is such a big deal. Like, people, like, cry. Like, if you met the Pope, like, would you care? Because we're, like, not Catholic. Oh, I mean, sitting here right now, I could be like, no, I don't really care to meet the Pope. But if I'm sure I'm, like, if I'm at the Vatican, I'm in Rome, and, you know, all the history and this and that, and, like, and I had the opportunity to meet the Pope, and, like, I know so many other people would want that opportunity. Like, I would think... You know, it was a big deal. If I had the opportunity to meet the Pope, like I wouldn't take it because like, like I, I don't, I'm not deserving. Else. I would give it to like a Catholic yeah. toaster, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, if like, if I knew ahead of time I had right. this opportunity, I would give it to someone else. But yeah. like, you know, if I was just having dinner in Rome and like the Pope was next to me. Right. Which I think happens all the time. <laughs> he liked my purse and he right. started talking to me. Right. I think I would be like, wow, that's Do you remember really cool. Those like few weeks, a couple of years ago where the Vatican was trying to figure out who went on the Pope's Instagram and liked that OnlyFans model's bikini picture. Yeah. That was like some of the best time of my life. <laughs> I just think like nothing will ever, bring, it gives like Suez Canal vibes. Like yeah. that story was so funny. And of course we never got down to the bottom of it because people just moved on. But I still think about it. And I, I still like, it keeps me up. Who liked the photo? It was obviously the Pope. Yeah. Even though it obviously wasn't the Pope because he definitely doesn't run his own Instagram or like care to be. He definitely has a finsta. Right. It was some like, you know, low level archbishop who is like young and was tasked with and running the social horny. media. And horny, of course. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't you a, be? It was a low level archbishop for sure. For sure. It was definitely not Archduke <laughs> Franz Ferdinand. No, it no. was not Pope Francis. No, no, no. What's the Pope's name? Francis. This one? I think so. I can like, never keep up with the Popes. Pope Francis. Yeah. They've elected a new pope. I love that line from Eurotrip. Oh, that's funny. It makes me laugh. I posted it on my Instagram one time when like Ben was barbecuing and there was like smoke coming out of the grill and I was like, they've elected a new pope. It's really not funny, Claudia. Like actually, no, it's literally hilarious. Yeah. Um, how many popes have we lived through? How many Ooh. presidents have we lived through? I was a Clinton girly, right? Yeah. I was born in November at the end of HW. So, oh my God, you're so old. HW? No, like he had two more months before Clinton took office. Oh my God, wait. No, no I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. HW. Wait, that's like so crazy. Because 1992 is an election year, right? Yeah. Oh my God, that's like the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, no, and like he might have already been, like Bill Clinton might have won the election already, but he still had like two months till January. No, like you were born in the HW. Like that is like not to be ageist. Like you're fucking <laughs> old. You might as well have said like you were born in like Gerald Ford. Like that's crazy. Because to me, like the, maybe it's because I was born then, but like the current slash re, like recent presidents, like start with Clinton. Yeah, no, I, and I'm a, a Clinton baby for, for sure. sure. Yeah. But there's a little HW in there. Damn, that's so crazy. <laughs> Olivia's like a whole year of HW. Olivia's like a Reagan girly. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving Reagan energy. Oh my God. Have you seen this Monica Lewinsky Beyonce thing? Oh no, what? Okay. It's not like also, a there's big... a Beyonce Kim thing. Did you say? No. Okay. It's not a big thing, but you know how Beyonce is now out here changing her lyrics and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so Monica Lewinsky tweeted like, and what about, you know, let me find her exact words. I, Beyonce has a lyric about Monica Lewinsky yeah, in the like, new album or a previous no, one? A previous one, um, like Lewinsky'd all over the dress in partition. Ooh. And so she tweeted. It's not very feminist of her. She tweeted Monica Lewinsky um, uh, about the story mm -hmm. that Beyonce changed the lyric. Um, while we're at it, dot, 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 hashtag partition. Okay, I mean, she's not wrong. Like, that is, like, really mean, especially, like, I, not just, but, like, I recently watched um, Impeachment, and it was so good, and, like, it does make you feel bad for Monica. Um, so it's not very, like, women lifting up other women energy from Beyonce, but, like, part of the reason, like, I love Beyonce is, like, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, oh, I upset Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> but there is a lyric going around that people think is about Kim. Did okay. you see this? No, not yet. But well, let me finish the story. Because yeah, people then were quick to like be like, Monica Lewinsky has been like out Thirsty. here for years. No, being like, I'm in rap songs. I've inspired like all of these things. Uh-huh. And then she's like, no, that was like my way of coping with it. Oh, please. Um, also, she said like it should be like Bill Clinton all over the all over the gown. That's true. Um, and it just is interesting. But what I was going to say was... I didn't watch impeachment. So maybe I just didn't, you know, have this experience yet. But I do feel like impeachment was meant to like be justice for Monica Lewinsky, the show. And maybe for the people who watched it, they now like feel more warmly towards her. But it wasn't this like universal thing of like, she's still just like Monica Lewinsky, you know? Wait, sorry, say that again? I feel like the show was like, should have transformed like the narrative when it should have been like this whole big conversation and like justice for Monica Lewinsky and now she'll be like on the cover of Vogue mm-hmm. and like all of these the things. show I don't think was that popular it, but that was the intended goal for and, the 10 viewers and after watching it I definitely was like oh my god literally like Bill Clinton is an animal disgusting she is like an innocent girl who like got carried away and like honestly like if I was an intern and like the president wanted to fuck I'd be like okay like you know what I mean like she was very um easily influenced by him like he was literally disgusting and like yeah no you definitely walk away from the show being like wait justice for monica Lewinsky." and then it's not even it's of course everything that went on with bill but then it was like everything that went on afterwards like literally just being like labeled like the nationwide whore like and like everyone knowing details like the cigar on the dress like it's like so embarrassing for her yeah and so i thought that the show would like totally revolutionized and I'm sure for the people that watched it it changed how they thought about her but it wasn't like this nationwide no by the way there was like a change in the conversation for all of 30 seconds but again the show wasn't that popular that it didn't like change the narrative completely but I'm sure she's really happy with it because I think she would say that's like an extremely accurate retelling of my story she was like a part of the production team and stuff got it um but there's also a Beyonce lyric that people are saying is about Kim and like it's honestly really upsetting me because it totally is about Kim um here's the TikTok that plays it ready Uncle Johnny made my dress that cheap spandex. She looks a mess. Who's Uncle Johnny? I think it's like a designer. Like Uncle Johnny made Beyonce's dress like sickening. She wears spandex cheap looking mess. Like that's skims is like spandex. Wow. So it appears as though like the, the Kim and Beyonce of it all never makes sense to me because like everything would lead me to believe that like they don't get along with each other. And, like Beyonce doesn't fuck with them. But Beyonce is like always sending Ivy Park PR packages, Kim is always supporting those packages. So I don't know. You know how Beyonce does that birthday thing on her website, like whenever it's a celebrity's birthday? She does it for all the Kardashians. Like, I don't think it's about Kim. I think it could be about like literally anyone wearing cheap spandex looking a mess. Right. And I think people just assume that, and that's Kim's influence. Like when you're talking about spandex, you're talking about Kim because like she invented that whole like look, but everyone wears it now. Yeah. I don't think it's about Kim either. I don't think so at all. I think spandex is a very popular material. And um, I just think it's about like- Cheap. Some whore Beyonce was like mad at who was probably wearing spandex. Yeah, or, you know, whoever the, wrote the song with her. That's what I always have to remember. Like sometimes I'm listening to a song and I'm like, wait, this artist feels this way about his wife. And it's like, no, Honky Tonk Highway. It. And right, I was actually thinking about Luke Combs. That's so funny. It's like someone else wrote it and they collaborated and it's like not that deep. Well, that's true. But I don't I know do if that's the for case. Beyonce, it is that deep. Yeah, no, I think Beyonce like is combing over every single one of her lyrics. Like it's her. Mm. personal experience yeah actually like that's another story you see diane what's that um songwriter's name with like the chris jenner hair diane warren yeah um she like she's in trouble she's getting canceled what'd she do she was like can someone explain to me on twitter and i think she meant it in like an extremely genuine not snobby kind of way okay can someone explain to me how it takes 24 songwriters to write a beyonce song because I guess one of Beyonce's songs from her most recent album has 24 songwriters on it. And people were blowing her up. Um, and the reason why it has 24 songwriters on it is because Beyonce sampled a bunch of music, therefore making the people whose music that was songwriters on the song. Okay, cool. So and did she, someone just explain that to yeah, her? Yeah, no. And she was like genuine. She was, I really believe, I don't think she's like a malicious person. I think she was genuinely asking. Um, and she learned real quick, real quick what the answer okay, was. Okay, well, at least there's like an answer. And- yeah. Now I know. But I do agree with you. Like, I think sometimes when people like dissect certain um, celebrities music, they need to like just remember like most celebrities do not write, not celebrities, most musicians do not write their own music. If they're like mega pop stars, like Ariana Grande, like you always hear like um, samples of No Tears Left to Cry or God is a Woman. Like, oh, here's Camila Cabello's. It was almost her song. Like certain songs just get 
passed around. Also, have you been, I'm sure you don't, there's like a leaked Addison Ray song. Okay. Um, that she was never released, that never released, but like somebody leaked it on TikTok and it's so good. My nails to die for, my hair to die for. It's called to die for. It's so cute. And then there's like this, um, now like more leaked music of Addison's is coming out and she recorded this song. It's a Lady Gaga song that Lady Gaga like tried to use a bunch of different times, like an art pop and it just never worked for her. And um, Addison recorded it. It sounds so good. It's called like, you know, nothing but the radio or something. And literally like Addison Rae needs to release it. I'm telling you, Addison Rae is like the face of the music industry. <laughs> My legs to die for. Why won't she release it? I don't know. She doesn't even acknowledge the fact that all this music is leaked. Right, and it's on TikTok, which is like her domain. It's so good. Give us something. Where have you been? Yeah, like obsessed is so good, so good. It's gonna be Addison Rae is one of those musical artists who's not appreciated in her own time. No, and movie star, a hundred percent movie star. Okay, we need to get to the next story because we're only on story number three. Okay, is it the next story that's brought to you by Babel? Yeah. Yeah, it is. For all of your summer travels, whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and want to immerse yourself in the culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, and thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. So we know everyone is going like to Europe, they're doing their Italian summer. Mm. I went to Italy a few months ago, and like the weeks prior, I did do like a couple Babbel lessons because I know zero Italian, and I just like don't feel like super confident and safe when I travel to a country. Not not knowing like the basics, like right, left, thank you, good night. Like you just need to know certain things. Yeah, you and need Babbel's to know bon right. Babbel's a great tool for fun and easy learning. Babbel only requires ten minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having a real life conversation in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. You can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. And there are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. And it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash TMT. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L com slash TMT as in the morning toast for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Our next story, Days of Our Lives, is moving to Peacock after nearly six decades on NBC. You guys, it's the changing of the guards. Days of Our Lives has found a new home at Peacock. On Wednesday, NBC announced its long-running soap opera will be moving to its digital-owned platform after airing the show for nearly six decades. This makes me sad, yeah. It's like... It's like truly the end of an era. Or just like end the show. I mean, people love it though, so why can't it stay on NBC? Like the people who watch it don't want Peacock. I just don't know like what's going on with like cable, like... They don't know Peeps. what's going on either. Like, I saw the dumbest Jimmy Fallon video on TikTok today. It obviously performed well on TikTok, but it was like him and Jane Fonda doing like a song music video. Oh my God, I saw it too and it made me Cringe. upset. I'm done with Coastal Grandmother. It was all about Coastal Grandma, which is like, what the fuck do people who watch The Tonight Show on cable know about Coastal Grandma? Like, it was just like really kind of indicative of like this, like... I don't even know what the what the phrase is like it was it's indicative of like how cable networks like just miss the mark on everything it was so cringy yeah no and they've ruined coastal grandmother Forever. Um, they really thought they were like doing something it made me upset yeah it was cringy as fuck and I'm sure Jane Fonda was like what the fuck is this like she's probably been going on the tonight show for like 75 years and she's like oh I remember when it used to be a normal talk show where we would just like sit and talk yeah it was so weird yeah sorry I, what was the story oh they're moving. I mean, I feel like that's definitely like the end of an era. Um, I've never been a soap opera girly, but I also like don't understand Peacock. Why? Like, I just feel like it's like this wasteland of NBC and their like affiliate shows. It's like a it's for shows on their way up and on their way down, I think. Like yeah. it's uh also an emerging platform and it's also now they have love island us yes and it is kind of random and it's also random when places are like okay we have our cable network and then we have like our bonus content it's like the morning patreon Patreon. (laughs) um but i actually like peacock i just feel like this is kind of sad because the people who watch days of our lives like don't want your fucking peacock no and like days of our lives and the soap operas air at such a 
unique time. Like, it's not like they're competing for a daytime three o'clock slot. Like, just leave it. Yeah, they're going to place the NBC News Daily in that slot now. Oh, great. Can't wait to watch. Yeah. Like, this is dumb, honestly. I I cable is just, like, so, like, lame to me. Lame. It's giving lame energy. Yeah. <laughs> Our next story, the least lame person, Jennifer Coolidge is saying, is talking about all the action she got after playing Stifler's mom. She says, I slept with 200 people thanks to the American Pie MILF role. Wow. So while Jennifer Coolidge is also known for her role in Legally Blonde and most recently in White Lotus, the 60-year-old told Variety that American Pie brought her more satisfaction than just fame. She said, I got a lot of play at being a MILF and I got a lot of sexual action from American Pie. There were so many benefits to doing that movie. I mean, there would be like 200 people that I would never have slept with. That is so crazy. I guess that makes sense. Like she really was like America's MILF. Yeah. So I didn't really ever sit back and think like how that must have, you know, affected her social life. Yeah. But the fact that it did makes a lot of sense. And that she embraced it. She's just a queen. Like, yeah. She is. One of my favorite like things about Jennifer Coolidge is how she acknowledges so much of her recent like resurgence to fame has to do with Ariana Grande Mm -hmm. and like getting like a younger generation of people obsessed with Jennifer. And I think that's also how she wound up landing White Lotus, which has now given her like another phase of her career. That's so cool. Like we love women supporting women. And it's cool that Jennifer like acknowledges it as like this turning point in her career for like a comeback. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge is just everything. I've never really seen American Pie. Really? I've seen bits of it, but no. I've definitely seen the first one. I wasn't like watching all of them, but I think I probably like watched it on cable when I was a kid like once. I know people are going to like cancel me for never having seen it, but Actually, we're just like a little young. I think like American Pie movies are like definitely like canceled. Oh, like, so that cancels each other They out. definitely don't age well, you know? Interesting. We were just like a little, for when it came out, we were a little young to be watching it. And so is it like- more targeted towards boys. Yeah. I think it was like for teens. And like that girl was in it. You know, like the girl. This one time at Bank Camp. That's oh. her, right? Like and from um, Lily from How I Met Your Mother. Tara Reed also, yeah. Definitely. Tara Reed. Oh, I haven't heard that name in forever. Mm-hmm. I hope she's doing well. Like truly, honestly, deeply. Deeply. Madly. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is something that is not doing well? Oh my God, our fifth and final story. Ready? Yep. Well, we go slow, we go fast, we just can't get it together. Our fifth and final story is brought to you by uh, Air Doctor. Oh, we gotta get an Air Doctor down here. We do. I have one here. Oh, okay. Clean air is one of the fastest and easiest ways we can have a positive impact on our health. Improve the quality of your indoor air quality with a high quality air purifier, and all you have to do is breathe. So if you're managing asthma or allergies, Certain steps can be taken to ensure indoor air quality is healthy. So you got to check out Air Doctor. When you're breathing 20,000 breaths per day, Air Doctor is going to filter out dangerous contaminants and allergens so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% of bacteria and viruses. So Americans are spending 90% of our time indoors, and according to the EPA, indoor air can be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. So with Air Doctor, they're taking care of it, and there's no need to worry about the noise. They use exclusively professional whisper jets fans that are 30% quieter than quieter than the fans found in ordinary air purifiers. It means you can run Air Doctor at the highest speed while still enjoying a peaceful home environment. We've got Air Doctors in our homes, in our New York studio. We got to bring one up here. It is just an easy way to make sure that like you're being taken care of, especially if you have asthma or allergies. I have neither, but I just still find it's like a visible difference in like my quality of like breath. Um, and Air Doctor is premium, like invest in a good purifier. Within a few days of getting Air Doctor, you will notice nasal nasal congestion, coughing, sneezing, itchy nose, and watery eyes are gone. They come with a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use code TOAST, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 35% off. That's up to 35% off, but only if you go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com, use promo code TOAST, airdoctorpro.com. Dot com promo code toast. Okay, great. Our fifth and final story is some movie news that's kind of crazy. The Batgirl movie has been shelved, canceled, not happening, despite spending $70 million on it, and it's done. Okay, who was supposed to be Batgirl? Batgirl was supposed to be um, Leslie Grace. She's from In the Heights, but also uh, it was pretty star-studded. Um, who? What's that guy's name from Whiplash? J.K. Simmons was in it. Love him. Uh, Michael Keaton like reprises his role for a little bit. Brendan Fraser is the villain. <gasps> Not Brendan Fraser, the love of my life. 
Yeah, so they spent $70 million on the movie and they actually went over by a lot of millions and they finished it and they were I mean, doing, it's done? They were, yeah, it's done. And they were like, she, the star was even like talking about it in interviews. Like it was about that's to so weird. drop. And it like tested so badly mm. that that's one reason why they are just pulling it. It's not even going direct to, to DVD. DVD. It's I mean, just not happening. They put out such bad movies that if this one was too bad to release, I cannot imagine how bad it was. I think also, even though it was done and put I think actually putting it out would tarnish the, the brand. brand and it's such a prestigious yeah. brand that like they actually are just flushing the money down the toilet okay I also have like an extremely hot take about like taking like famous roles and making them female you mean Jamie Bond yes <laughs> everyone's like we need a female James Bond we need a famous um a fame a uh, female Batman the only uh, Supergirl is different because Supergirl actually like exists like Korea I'm I, like I'm I'm saying like taking roles that are famous and male and making them female. Like I'm so not here for that. First of all, it feels like a handout. Like, oh, we need to give like a special movie for the girls because they're like dumb and stupid. Like it just feels like so like embarrassing. And it's like, okay, instead of making a spinoff of like, like the Melissa Benoist TV show, Mm-hmm. Like it was just like cringy. Like, why don't you just create more original roles that are female centered? Like, instead of just giving us like handouts, right? Original roles, and also like something like Batgirl. Like, I really do think uh, the majority of the audience for DC movies like are men. Mm, that's not true. I know what you're going to say. I don't think that's true. And also, like female superheroes, even if it is like a male centric audience, like they love it. No, and they do perform well, like Brie Larson. Right, but they. I don't think like the Marvel audience like likes like. And I don't know, I'm not like a Marvel girly, but at least for me, like I just see from the outside, I'm like, okay, you want to get more more women involved? Like write original roles for women instead of being like, it's Batman, but a no, girl. But like, Batman being a man or a woman doesn't make me want to see Batman any more or less. Yeah. Yeah, I will happen to see it if someone has it put on in my living room. Yeah, I can't remember a time in recent history or like memory where a movie doesn't get released. That's like yeah. so weird. So weird, especially like something so big budget big such budget, as this. yeah. I wonder, like, what, there's, like, tea there. It has to be more than that. Definitely tea there. There was also, um, they were citing, like, organizational changes within, like, DC, Warner Brothers, whatever, and, like, the new person who's the head of something is pretty uh, budget conscious, and they would need to spend even more millions marketing this. Like, mm-hmm. it would be another 30 to 50 million, and it's bad. As opposed to just, like, swallowing the loss. Yeah. You know, I'm. I think that's probably the right choice, but that's just crazy. I can't even... It's crazy. I can't recall a movie that never came out. You're right. They usually like do like sad to DVD, like on demand, right. give it away for free. Right. Pretend like release it and not really talk about it. Even yeah. if like, and even with movies like with like, remember after Kevin Spacey, he had done a few movies and they were like, yeah. okay, here, watch them or don't. Right. Whatever. Like very low key release. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's like the movie we just watched, Death on the Nile, like the Army Hammer that was like right with Army Hammer. There wasn't a ton of promotion and it was like a decently good movie, but it never got like the fanfare because they were like embarrassed to have worked with Army. You think it was? Yeah, I never even saw a commercial for it. I had seen some promo. I thought it was because it didn't get like really good reviews. The movie was good enough. It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't as good as the, it wasn't as good as the original. What was the original? Agatha Christie. Well, not an original, just a different Agatha Christie. The prequel. Murder. Uh, on the Orient. On the, but it's not a prequel. You it's know what a, I mean? It's like it's the just same a, chapter. Hercule Perot. It's the same, yeah, Hercule. So it was, it was a fine movie. Like there was no reason to like hide the release unless they were ashamed of working with cannibalist Army Hammer. Right, but still so many movies, even they, when they have like a canceled person in post, they just go forth, you know? Do they? Like West Side Story. Yeah, but like that's okay. That's a really interesting example because West Side Story, of course, stars a canceled person. But like, for some reason, Hollywood is like not like keeping up with Ansel Elgort. Like they like are acting like they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> so he's not canceled. Like I think uh, the America would say yes, but I think like he's still getting you know roles and brand deals. Like I think his life remains pretty much unaffected. Interesting. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely been a little hush hush. I feel like he's like waiting still. He's in the holding period. Yeah, but he's still like working actively. Yeah. So that's a good example. Um, those are the Fast Five stories. Feel as though you needed to know them. What happened to Batgirl? If you have any tea, let us know. Yeah, no, I'm definitely curious because that's like, it's interesting. You know, and even though there definitely like was organizational changes that like changed the way like DC movies are made now, whatever, you don't 
throw away a $70 million A whole movie, film, Unless yeah. it's a hot piece of garbage. Yeah. I guess we have to see it. I Now I would love to see it. No, now I'm, maybe this is a press thing, because now I'm intrigued. Yeah. I didn't even know there was going to be a Batgirl. No, me neither. Now I am intrigued. How bad could a movie be? And like, why is it Batman and then Batgirl? Like, what about Batgrown-ass woman? fetishizing young girls. You know, I'm telling you, there's something really fucking like weird about this. That's nasty. That's so true. Yeah, Bat-child. Like, it's weird. No, like it's girls. Like, girls are kids. Yeah, women. Bat-lady. I like a lady. Something. Bat-chick. Um... That shit. <laughs> Those were the Fast Five stories. That was our Thursday episode. We're back tomorrow with the final episode of the week. Remember, if your name is Rachel, get your ass up, get your fucking ass up and go over to YouTube and start subscribing. If you want to see me on tour next, no, if you want to see me on tour, period, tomorrow, 10 a.m. local time, girlwithnojob.com slash tour, tickets are going on sale. Anything you want to show? Oh, new episode of the Redheads. New episode of the Redheads. Don't miss it. Even if you didn't read the book, it's fine. We recap the book at the beginning and then we talk about it throughout. So you won't miss a beat. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts and we're podcasts. We found so at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeart Radio, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast. Leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow for. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Oh, that's so exciting. Goodbye. Goodbye.